oh, come let us adore him. You know, there have been times and places that's been in the middle of summertime, and I've been in a church service, and they have went and, and, and sang that song, oh, come let us adore him. It's year-round. It's not just in Christmas time, but all year long we're to adore him and praise him and glorify him. Praise the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, I'm glad you're here with me today. I'm glad you're here with me today. You're my closest neighbor. Amen. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Praise God. I'm so glad that you're here. I appreciate you being here on this Christmas morning. I want to share a few words with you that I think are very important for these days and this time that we're living in. Now, I'm going to share with you a little bit of a non-biblical theological point here, but that's a, don't take it any as theology here, okay? But it's kind of like, you know, when you live, we all live our life, and we know that our life has, there are purpose and directions and understanding, and there are things that probably are a sign to you that's not a sign to me. There are things that you notice in your life that really absolutely wouldn't matter anything to me, but it matters a lot to you. It's just where we're at and, and what's going on in our life. And in my pondering and my thinking, I'm, I'm so glad that Christmas falls on December 25th as far as the celebration of the birth of Christ. It can be debated on the time, exactly time when Christ came. But it cannot be debated whether or not he came. He did. He came. But the thing is, is that I've thought about this. I thought, how wonderful in my life that I've had the opportunity that Christmas would fall toward the latter part of the month of December. And by the way, to all you who have been singing Bing Crosby's song and other people have sung that song, White Christmas, you got it today. <laughs> you got it today, okay? So hesitate to complain about the temperatures, okay, because it's got to be cold to have snow. So it's kind of hung in there. And so I'm so glad that you're here now, going back to what I was saying. December 25th is so special to me because I, I think it's, it's a time of thinking about all closing out the year, remembering how Christ has come to be the light of the world, how he's come to be the light of my life. And in my life, and then at the end of the year, close of the year, then it makes us think, you know what next Sunday is, don't you? It's 2023 next Sunday. And so therefore at the end, on the other, right out on the other edge, outer edge of Christmas is the new year. So it's Jesus closing out the year and Jesus giving us a head start on the new year. So it's like it's Jesus. So I'm glad that it's December 25th, and I'm glad that we have the lights. I'm so glad because, you know, I don't know about you, but when time change occurred at 5 o'clock, I, I was ready to go to bed. It got dark, and I'm, well, I'm asleep. I'm, I'm ready to go to bed, and it's, it's 5 o'clock. It seems so late, and I know you said it. You looked out the window and said, man, it feels like it's midnight. It's only 7 o'clock. Don't raise your hand if you said that. But you have said it when the time change occurred. So I'm so glad that the lights come out in the Christmas season. I won't call it the holiday season. I call it the Christmas season. It's more than the day. It's a season. 
We've celebrated all month long. We've been celebrating Jesus all month long. We've been talking about angels and celebrating angels who are the messengers of the message of Christ coming, the messengers and servants of the Lord. And then we realize, and I'd like to read three separate verses found in the book of Luke. Pastor Mike, I appreciate him so much that he read the Christmas account in Luke chapter 2, and so that keeps me from reading it because I wanted to get to these verses around that epic chapter of Luke 2. You memorize that. Anybody ask you about where you find the Christmas account, the Christmas story in Scripture? Luke chapter 2. Actually, it starts before that, but Luke chapter 2, the birth of Christ. Remember that. Memorize that always. But here, the three separate verses found in the book of Luke. In Luke chapter 1, verse 13, the angel of the Lord was speaking to Zacharias. And Luke 1.13, But the angel said to him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and shall call his name John. Then in Luke chapter 1, verse 30, the angel speaking to Mary, giving her the very important news announcement. And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Then we find, and Pastor Micah read it in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, in that chapter, when the angels appeared to the shepherds on that dark evening, and the sky eventually lit up the glory of the Lord. You know, it, I always wondered, why wasn't there a lot of people saw what was going, out, going on out in the sky? at a distance. Well, it just means how blind people can be to the truth and the lie. And so the shepherds saw it. But here, Luke chapter 2, verse 10 says, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Now we have those three individual verses. I want us to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, help me, Father, to share a word to those of us here today to celebrate your coming. And Lord, help us to see the, the supernatural message that was given to us and to all of us and to even to our children and children's children. Lord, that you have set something in motion that is so powerful in our lives we celebrate you today. We glorify you, Son of God, today. That you made that trip. You went on that mission. You decided to do something that would lower yourself so that man could be elevated. That you came down with the veil of flesh upon you so that you could reveal your glory in the hearts of men. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. There's something repeated over and over again by the angel of the Lord. Three separate occasions and three different individuals were approached and spoken to and we find the angel saying the same phrase. 
Something I want you to leave today with, a phrase, a simple two-word phrase, fear not. Fear not. Now, I think it could be reasonably understood and agreed upon all of us who are here and that coming face to face with an angel from heaven would it would literally rock anyone's world seeing the glory as scripture says shining around them would make us shake in our boots the glory of the lord the glory of god considering the actual response by humans when they are contacted by a heavenly being would be reason enough for the angel to say, fear not. I'm sure that that is in context with the scriptural account that we can find that simply, obviously, he told them to fear not. Obviously, it could be seen that they were afraid, they were affected, they were, you know, really shook when they saw the angel of the Lord. However, I want you and I to consider this. The angel is a messenger. Actually, the word angel is derived from the word that means messenger. That the angel is a messenger from God. And what they have to say many times have more could have more deeper meaning than what is just considered to be the obvious condition. Listen, you know the word of God is deep, don't you? You know that it, it, you need to search the word. You just can't read it and just skim over it. There's no, there's no speed reading the word of God. Because I'll tell you, if you try to speed read the word of God, bam, you're going to run into something and say, wait a minute. I got to look into this more. There's more deeper meaning, and so therefore I always take even the words of Jesus more than just what would be obvious, what he said. There's something more that he said because Jesus is the Word, and the Word became flesh and dwelled among us, and therefore whatever he has to say has everything to do to who we are and where we're going in our future. And so I want you to consider that more than there's a perhaps a deeper meaning than just the obvious that there's this shining angel standing in front of them that the angel would say fear not the phrase fear not it's it has a more maybe a more reaching far-reaching thought to it the angel declared when the angel addressed Zacchaeus and Mary and eventually to the shepherds they all said they said he said fear not Perhaps it could also mean not only the obvious, which is true. You can believe that. That's in context. They were afraid. We got that. But it's something more, perhaps, that could also mean that literally this. It means this. What God has in store for you now will forever change how you will live. Fear not. Because your destiny and where you're heading and what the world, where the world's going is now forever going to be changed. I say fear not to, to, the, to the Americans in this nation who are thinking that we're all going to fall apart and, and we're all going to fall under the depravity and the darkness. But I say fear not because light shines brighter and can penetrate any darkness. And God isn't finished yet. 
That's the final. God gets the final word. Fear not. Fear not. Because what God has in store for you now, it's so great. It's so glorious. It's so wonderful that it will forever change how you and I will live. When Jesus showed up, our destiny and the unlimited possibilities opened up for you and I because heaven came down. Heaven came down. I know we sang an old hymn that said, Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Let me tell you, heaven came down in that little town of Bethlehem. Heaven came down more than the angels glorifying God and lighting up the sky. Heaven came down as a son of God being veiled in flesh, as a baby there lying there in the manger. Now God is present. Emmanuel. God's with us. He's with us. Perhaps it could mean more that, man, God's, the angel's saying, hey, guys, you just don't know what's coming you right now. Oh, fear not. This is something incredible. This is spectacular. It's something you've never, ever seen before. And you'll never be the same again once you behold him and see him. In Romans 8 and 15, Paul write, he wrote, he said, For did you not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear? For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Why should we fear when Christ is in us and we are in him? We don't need to be afraid. Fear has no residence when Jesus is present. Fear don't know what to do but run when the presence of God is recognized and enters the room. So why should we fear when Christ is in us and we are in Him? I recently read a poem, and the author is unknown, it's very short. But in the poem, it just simply said, Fear knocked at the door, Faith opened the door and there was no one there. Because faith in the great I am and in Jesus Christ changes the paradigm, changes the outlook, changes everything. Look at you! What a mess you were and what a great man and woman of God you are now. It's because Jesus came and become resident in your life and that He penetrated the darkness of your life and brought you light. Our trust in Christ should keep us from fear. It's so wonderful that, you know, how the world twists things. Let me tell you, the world declares and says that God is nowhere. But the saints of God know that you need to say it this way, God is now here. He's not nowhere, he's now here. And with us, it's where you put that space between the words. He's now here with us. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6 says, Let your conduct be without covetedness. Be content with such things that you have. Boy, that's a good message for Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> be content with such things that you have. Be content. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is my 
help. This happened because Christ came. And he become our helper. I love the Greek word used for helper, which I will not try and pronounce. But it literally means, that word helper, it means bringing the right aid in time to meet an urgent, real need. Jesus is our helper. He came at the right time. At the right, I mean, Galatians 4, 4 through 6 says, but when the fullness of time had come, I like one translation that says it this way, when the right time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem. Another translation says, to buy freedom for us. Those who were under the law, but that were received, we've received the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son in your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Oh, intimate, loving Father that he's become because Jesus has come. There isn't the answer to fear. The answer to fear is God. It's God. Because God's answer to fear is not an argument or a formula. It's a person. That's his answer to fear. He didn't give us an idea, a formula, or any type of uh, uh, argument we can stand on. No, 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 against fear. He gave us a person, Jesus Christ, to reign in our life. In Genesis 15 and 1, we, we read about Abram or Abraham. And the Bible says in 15.1, the word of the Lord came to Abram in the vision saying, Fear not, Abram, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. God says, I'm your shield against faith. Emmanuel, God's with us. And because of that, we declare and hear the message of the angels that declare and say, Fear not. Because he is, he is our, he's our shield, our exceeding great reward. God himself is the final answer to every fear that may hit our, our human heart. To all our fears, God says, I'm your shield. I'm your shield. John writes and says, he says, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. For fear has... For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. We worship him today, on this Sunday, on this day, at this time, because he first loved us. We were helpless in our sins. We couldn't do anything about it. We tried to reach God. Humanity did. But every time we tried, we end up carving out of something, something out of wood or something out of gold, something that would decay and fall away. And something that, as Paul said, was dumb idols that could not speak or reach out to us. But there come a time when God says, I'm going to come down. And he says, I'm going to give you love. And my love is going to be in the shape and form of my son, Jesus. And Jesus has come to show forth his love to all of us and we celebrate this day because the master has come the master has come and man let me tell you the good news uh, it's only started to get good this is just getting started here this isn't the end of the story it's just getting started right here Christmas is we're getting started with the story of Jesus uh, and further on we're going to learn about him being the, the, the sea walker we're going to learn about him being the, 
stand stopper. We're going to learn about him raising the dead. We're going to learn about him forgiving the what would be considered to be the lowest of the low of humanity and forgiving and redeeming them. And we've, we've not even got to that place yet. Yeah. So Christmas is a message. Fear not. Fear not. Hallelujah. The angel banished the shepherd's fear by, by proclaiming God's love for them through the child of Bethlehem. And so he seeks to banish our fears. God loves us and it's clear to see. Fear not because Jesus came to man is the proof that God is not against us but for us. I don't know. If, I hope you don't have any friends or loved ones that have alienated themselves from you for some crazy reason. I will say let today be the day of forgiveness and restoration. Because Christ came for us in love, we need to love one another and forgive one another. Let's put aside petty differences and love one another. Because God's love, and we celebrate Him today. But if you do have someone like that, guess why? You don't see them anymore. They don't come around. Well, maybe some of you made that decision. Somebody rubbed you the wrong way. You just don't get in touch with them anymore. That's kind of normal, isn't it? We kind of avoid any chance of conflict, and we kind of avoid and stay away. But God says, I'm not going to stay away from humanity. From the moment Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, it was the beginning of the end to the bondage of sin. For God had already planned from the foundations of the world that Jesus Christ would come and would be born in that town of Bethlehem and eventually die on the cross, redeem us of our sins, dying in his death and blood being shed and raising on the third day. He had already worked out and orchestrated a plan. And he knew what he was going to do. So if God had something against you, if God hates you and dislikes you, I don't think he'd want to get around you. You catch the drift? He would avoid rather than engage. But he engaged us by coming down and becoming one of us. Praise God. Why in the world would the Son of God Come to earth to join our family if he hated us. He doesn't hate us. He loves us. He loves us. He's on our team. He joined our ranks to feel our pain and to face our terrors, to conquer sin and death. He came so that God says, I am your shield. He came to be our shield. So we're not on our own. We have him. And he'll lead the way. Fear not, because His presence is His present. How many are open presents today already going to? Sometimes they go, oh, it's okay, it's okay, we're not, you know, you're not an infidel or carnal, 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 because talk about presents. These kids wouldn't hesitate. I already had some kids tell me what they already got, and I didn't even ask them. They just told me already, you know, what they got. I mean, it's, it's good because the present's nice. I like getting the present. Don't you like getting the present? I'm not going to ask how many should raise your hand saying you didn't get a present. You just go tell the Grinch. I don't, I don't want to hear anything about it. We're blessed because, you see, his presence is his present. His presence 
is his present to us. Fear not. Paul writes in 831 of Romans, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Fear not because of his, let me tell you, fear not because of his great name. A name is great only by if what it represents and what is behind that name. Otherwise, it's not really a great name. You know? You won't get much. You won't even get a free cup of coffee if you mention my name. You won't get anything because my name is not because I'm low down and I'm just a nobody. I'm not really, you know, all that special. But, boy, you go and say Donald Trump. And then someone looked at you and said, well, let him buy you a cup of coffee. You know, but you say a name that is larger and things around them, then, then a name is only great by what it represents and what's behind the name. Isaiah said, Isaiah declared it, God declared it in the name of Jesus in Isaiah 9, 6 and 7, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You say the name Jesus then you've got all this backed up around his name and it will get you somewhere. And you say the name Jesus, uh, fear will tremble and fear will flee and God will give you victory through the name of Jesus Christ. Fear not because his great name, his great name, fear not because he shall reign forevermore. Oh yeah. End of the story. And he shall reign forevermore. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts performs this. Fear not. He's not going to lose office. He's not going to resign. He's not going to get fed up. He's not going to go on a lengthy sabbatical that he needs so bad, but he doesn't need it. He doesn't need a sabbatical. His name, he's wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He's all that. How many here found Jesus be that? Amen. How many here know the name of Jesus? Oh my, how many here ever speak the name Jesus? How many here ever live out the name Jesus? How many here this morning say, I depend on the name of Jesus, that everlasting name, hallelujah, and the clout and the power and the authority that comes through the very name of Jesus. His name shall be called Jesus, Savior, Deliverer, Jesus, the Lord. Fear not. Because a promise was made that he would come, and he came, then he left, and before he left, he promised he would come again. Fear not. Because you know what? I know we, here on this planet, we celebrate Christmas. I love Christmas. I love the tree. I love the lights. I love music. Hey, I just, I'm a you know, Christmas music junkie. And you even find me maybe watching a Hallmark movie. I found out why Hallmark movies kind of hit me at Christmas. I don't like them any other time. Christmas time is, 
I guess it's a spark because that's when I met my wife. That's when my wife and I became a couple was at Christmas time. It was Christmas time and it became very special for all these years because of that opportunity. We were going to be in the Christmas play and we were the lead players and we had to practice together in the Christmas play and for the Christmas play. But then we know, you know, I looked at her and she looked at me and then, you know, there it went, you know, it happened. Sparks flying, you know. I'm not talking about the 40-year sparks, you know what I mean? Like, the, you know, fighting here and shooting back and forth. I'm talking about sparks of love and appreciation, those sparks. So maybe that's why Christmas is special to me, and I love celebrating Christmas. But there is a coming that I plan on celebrating. It ain't going to be down here. No, no, no. It, it ain't even going to be in the sky. It's just going to happen so quick in the moment of twinkling of an eye ain't gonna have time to say very much do very much respond very much but boy when i land when we land when we land and we realize you talk about a celebration that's a celebration because the second advent jesus christ coming the rapture taking place and we're out of here praise god he promised and he fulfilled he promised and he came. And he's promised and he's coming. Just like he said. Just like he said. Just like he said. Amen. Hey, fear not, for your God is bigger than anything else around you. Don't you be afraid. And the great thing about it is that that fear not was for all mankind, not just for the shepherds. It was for them at that time and for us at this time and for our children and our children's children as long as God wills it before he changes the dispensation of time. It don't we serve a good God. Merry Christmas to you. I mean, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. We know what it's all about. We are not afraid. We have him, our shield. Our shield, Jesus Christ. Would you stand with me?